Also, your host for the Auto Parent Podcast. My name is Reverend Casey Vanatta Casebeer. I am an associate pastor and director of family ministries at Foundry United Methodist Church in Washington, D.C., and I'm a mom. Y'all, whatever we need this podcast to be, whether it's a space for solidarity or hope or to receive permission to tell guilt and shame to kick rocks, whatever we need for this parenting journey, I pray we find it here together. So come on, let's pray toward it and let's do it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Auto Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Casey, and it is so good to be on the airwaves with you today. I am behind a new sort of fancy podcast microphone, so there's that. It is Monday, February 15th, as we are recording this, and I am just ready to get right into it. We had a very scary parenting fail this past week, and I'm going to be real vulnerable, and I'm going to tell you about it. So we live in an apartment, and when you go out of our apartment, you can either go left or right, and we have these really big hallways. And oftentimes, when one of us leaves, Riggs will play this game where he likes to open the door and try to catch us to give us a hug before we get all the way out of the apartment. And it's both cute and terrifying. And so the other day, my partner Greg was in the bedroom, Cash and Riggs were in the living room, and I was leaving just to go get something from outside and to come back. And so I say goodbye to Riggs, I give hugs, I give give kisses, I walk out the door and I turn left to go down the, the steps that were closest to where I needed to pick something up. And I come back up the steps and enter the apartment. Cash is, I mean, just like big, massive tears, crying, freaking out. He tells me that Riggs left the apartment and took off running. So I drop everything and take off running down the other side of the apartment. So I go to the right. I hear him screaming. We get all the way down to like the end, which is pretty far away. There are two sweet neighbors who are like trying to corral him. He's screaming, flailing his arms about, freaking out. Greg comes busting out of the bedroom and around the corner and he's running down the apartment. And finally we got to him. He crashed into my arms. I laid out in the middle of the apartment floor, which is disgusting by the way, and just laid there, caught my breath, hugged my baby. And yeah, we learned a really scary lesson, which is that even though he listens and is wonderful most of the time, he is still three. So I hope nothing terrifying like that has happened to you this week. But if you have any parenting fails or confessions or parenting wins, you can share those with us at AutoParent on Instagram or Twitter. My confession for this week is kind of funny. So my confession is just that I have convinced Cash, my six-year-old, almost six-year-old, he'll be six 
in three days, I've convinced him that our Chihuahua only speaks Spanish. So he, it's kind of a ploy to get him to learn Spanish, and it's working. So nobody tell him. If you tell him, I'll deny it. And a parenting win for this week happened when we had sort of a little outburst with Riggs. He knocked over a glass that was full of something that mommy really needed. He knocked it over, shattered the entire thing. All of the the juice that mommy really needed went everywhere on the floor. It scared Riggins. He ran into the bedroom. He put his face in his hands. He was terrified. And sometimes when he gets like that, he just doesn't want to be around people. And so I just was, I just kept thinking to myself, like, how do I break through this barrier with him in this moment when he really needs to know that everything's okay? How do I break through this barrier? And it just came to me to ask him, can you come over here so that mommy can give you a hug and tell you how much she loves you? And he wiped away the tears off of his face and he lifted his head up and he picked himself up and he walked over to me and he just let himself be consoled and loved on by me. And it was a huge, huge breakthrough over in the Van Beer house, one that we are utilizing almost every day now. So anyway, there you have it. There's a good heartwarming win for this week. And honestly, I feel like we deserved it after our terrifying parenting fail. Yeah, so I'll remind you again, if you have parenting fails, confessions, or wins that you want to share with the podcast, you can do so at AutoParent on Instagram and Twitter. And now it's time to do a little something different. It's time for our segment called Get Real, where we get real with the lectionary text for each week. This week's lectionary text is the Transfiguration story, which is pretty great. This last Sunday was our last Sunday before Lent. Ash Wednesday is coming up on this Wednesday, February 17th. And so I personally love the Transfiguration text, and I'm going to read it to you here from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became a dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Lord, it is good. Lord, it is good for us to be for us to be for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here: one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. That word "overshadow" in the Greek is episkiazo, and from the cloud, a voice said, "This is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well." pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. This is the word of God for us, the people of God today. When I think about the transfiguration story, I can't help but think about Mary, 
mother of Jesus. This word overshadowed and the Greek word episkiazo is also used in this story of the angel coming to Mary and telling Mary that she's going to bear a son. What happens is Mary becomes overshadowed, episkiazo. And many people think that Mary is just this wonderful, amazing servant who says, yes, absolutely, yes, when the angel comes to her. And you know what? That could be true. It also could be okay if Mary had some reservations or questions or deep sadness about what it might be like to have to live in the shadows for a moment. That dark cloud is both literal and figurative. Sometimes as parents, we find ourselves overshadowed by situations that we cannot control, whether that's trying to start a family and being met with darkness and shadow after shadow, or whether it's our children becoming ill or accidents happening, or there are all kinds of things about the parenting journey that wind up putting us in the shadows in a piscazzo. And when I think about the transfiguration, about how Peter, James, and his brother John did not recognize Jesus in the bright light, I wonder if it's because they might not have seen Jesus in the shadows. I I would venture to say that if Mary had been on the mountain and had seen Jesus in this transfigured bright light, that Mary would have recognized Jesus immediately because she would have seen Jesus's face all along in the piscazzo, in the shadows. Because after all, shadows don't exist without some kind of projected light. And so for us as parents, as we find ourselves in the shadows of what feels like sometimes an impossible journey of parenting all the time, but especially during a pandemic, I wonder if we might be able to see a companion in Jesus, to be able to look for Jesus's face in the shadows so that we might recognize him in the light, so that we might recognize the light when we see it. It's just a thought that I've been having the past week or so, thinking about how absolutely difficult this journey is that we're on. And how sometimes it feels like we constantly have to ebb and flow between highs and lows and highs and lows. And you know, our podcast model is even perhaps contributing to that in some ways because we think about parenting fails and parenting wins as if they are separate, but it's all part of the same endeavor, right? And so it's about engaging with the beauty and the darkness in every moment so that those moments can be connected in this journey that we call life, so that we might be able to see the light when it shows up, so that we might be able to recognize Jesus's face all the time. 
And it doesn't, recognizing Jesus's face doesn't mean that it automatically transports us to joy. We don't have to pull ourselves out of the mire and muck and be transported to joy to recognize Jesus's face. In fact, if anyone knows what it's like to be in the muck and in the mire, it's Jesus. It's just, it's just a recognizing and saying, I see you. And allowing Jesus to say that to us, I see you. You belong to me. You belong to me. We are tied up together in this cosmic experiment called life. And it it can eventually draw us into love and joy. But the beauty is that we will have had this companion the entire way through. And I don't know about you, but on this journey of parenting, especially right now, other than my partner, it's so isolating. I could use another companion. And I don't say that to be trite. I know that when people say, Jesus is your friend, Jesus is your companion, to me, I just sort of roll my eyes at that. But what, I, what I'm really calling us into is this recognition of the kinship of Christ and the ability to recognize Jesus in the faces of others who might be going through similar things, who might be offering us some solidarity, to recognize Jesus in the prayer of simply, I give up. (laughs) Glennon Doyle, one of my favorite authors who I quote on the podcast often says, I give up. I give up every single day. Every single day I give up and start again, right? It's just this process of sometimes like letting go and realizing that that's as much of a prayer as anything else. Letting go is probably more of a prayer than, don't worry, I've got this, right? So yeah, those are just some things that I've been thinking about with regard specifically to the transfiguration story. And I wonder if we might pray about it. So let's pray. God, thank you for your revelation for an opportunity to recognize you in every space and time. Remind us that we are part of the human family and that sometimes what we need is just to be able to say, I see you to one another. And may that remind us of Jesus, of the voice of Jesus that says, I see you and me too. Remind us that uh, when we feel like we are in a piscazzo, when we feel like we're being overshadowed, to look for your face and to recognize that when you reveal yourself to us in light, we will know who you are because we have seen your face all along in the shadows. For these and all things, we pray together in the name of the triune God. Every week we'll have a parent mantra, something that you can say to yourself or to your partner so that you can be reminded you're not alone. The Auto Parent Podcast family and the Foundry Family Ministries are with you on this journey. Your mantra for this week is, I see you. I see you.
Because friends, if we don't believe that, it's going to be really hard to convince our kids. I hope you'll tune in next week to the Auto Parent Podcast. It will be episode seven, and you already know we have a special guest. His name is Reverend Ben Roberts. He's an associate pastor and director of social justice at Foundry. We're going to call this episode A Tale of Two Deacons, and you'll find out why. I also should tell you that Ben's a dad to his son, little baby George. We'll see you there. I've been your host, Pastor Casey. You can follow me on Twitter at RevKCVC. And remember to be gentle with yourselves. You don't have to be an auto parent to be a good one. Join us next week, same time, same place. You can find out more information about Foundry United Methodist Church by visiting our website, www.foundryumc.com. If you're specifically looking for information about our family ministries department or our offerings for parents, you can find those at www.foundryumc.org slash family ministries.